to the Gym Podcast. Uncut, unfiltered, unreal. Welcome everyone to the Gym Podcast. I'm your host, Jimbo. Joining me today, as always, is Randy. Hello everybody. Welcome to the Gym Podcast Bowl Season Edition. The Gym Podcast Bowl. Yes, the Gym Podcast Bowl. Hope everyone's ready for it. Oh yeah, we, we sponsored our bowl. We didn't tell anybody, so be ready for that. I'm excited. But uh, yeah, bowl season, is a, bowl season is upon us. Um, we've decided to break this up into two parts. One this week and one the following week. Uh, just because, frankly, there are so many games to cover that it's a bit overwhelming. And uh, we might as well just do it one week at a time. So that was our train of thought. Right, Randy? Yeah, so we're going to cover through next Thursday's bowl games. Um, that'll cover all the ones like by the time the next podcast is released on yeah. Thursday upload schedule, it will it'll make sense. Like you'll have every game talked about by the time we get to the games. Yeah, we plan we're not going like, to miss anything. And we plan on doing predictions, right, Randy? Like score predictions. I may not do score predictions, but I'm, but I may do like who's going to win the game predictions. I may. Okay, yeah, we got to. You're right. We have to like hold ourselves accountable. Like look back at the end of all this and see. Uh... <laughs> score score predictions in bowl season are a little impossible. You're right. Okay. Forget scores, let's just go off of who wins, who loses. I think that's easier. All right. Uh, but that said, though, before we get into that, Randy, we just wanted to talk about bowl games in general. I know you've been to quite a few bowl games. You wanted to share some some memories, some thoughts that you've had over the years, if I'm not mistaken. I have been to quite a few bowl games. I'm in, obviously, I'm in the South, Birmingham, so I've been to, I've, I've had access to a few. Um, I remember my first ever bowl game I went to was actually the Music City Bowl in Nashville in 2004, and we played and lost to minnesota oh that was a it was cold and i understand it's the south but it's still winter it's and it still gets cold this was this was before you know yeah uh, you know, this was before climate change was a thing so you know well minnesota anyway. had the advantage then playing in the cold right oh well there you go um but it was in the south but yeah 2004 you must have been pretty young like did you go with your parents for this i or? went with my parents yeah they it was so it was on new year's eve and they kind of just turned it into like a fun family new year's trip right uh with the bowl game kind of being part of that mm-hmm. because it was in nashville which is a pretty touristy city right yeah that'd be a good that's a pretty good location i feel like for bowl games we've um debated going to bowl games just for the heck of it and nashville is definitely one of those places that i think would be fun to end up at um but hey it's the bachelorette party headquarters that's true. Every woman in the South has her bachelorette party in Nashville, basically. That's true. I don't know what it is about that place. But uh... now I remember we actually <laughs> lost that game. And I remember like the, the ratio of Alabama to Minnesota fans had to be like 80, 20, 90, 10. They had like <laughs> one small section and the rest was Alabama fans. First of all, we do travel well. And it was, I mean, Nashville's like three hours away from Birmingham. It's pretty close. Yeah. It's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I that's, that's to, quite the hike. Oh, go ahead. That's, I'm just saying that's quite the hike from Minnesota. I will say, having gone to Nashville before on a bus from Wisconsin, I mean, that's I can't blame them for not coming. But uh, regardless, you said what's next for your bowl games? I also went to. I remember in 2007, Nick Saban's first year, I went to the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, and it was the same kind of deal. It was like New Year's Eve or December 30th. Yeah, and I went with my family on like a family trip, and then we played Colorado. And I actually have in my room in my house. I wish I could go find it. I, I could probably find it if I looked a little bit. But I have a little Colorado Buffs mini football because they were throwing them out at the parade for the uh, for the bowl game. Wow! And I caught one from one of the cheerleaders. So I have that little cool souvenir. Did, did Bama win that game? Yes, we did. We won thirty wow. to twenty four with John Parker Wilson, Saban's first year. Wow! Start, start of the I've dynasty. To, 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, since I started college, I went to a lot of our postseason games. But I remember in 2010, I went to the Birmingham Bowl, which was then your favorite, Papa John's Bowl. Oh, my God. Bring it back. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back. I know. And I, I remember they. Uh, it was South Carolina versus UConn. And South Carolina brought a fair amount of more fans. But I remember at some point in the game, I think it was between the first and second quarter, they just started playing really loud over the speakers in Legion Field. Papa's in the house. Papa's in the house. <laughs> no and way. Papa John was in a convertible, and they just rode him like around like the track Dude. right outside of the field. Oh my and he God. was giving out pizzas to people. That's amazing. It was, that's what I'm saying. Bowl game shenanigans can be really entertaining just as a neutral perspective. Yeah, they try to entertain you for sure. There's definitely more gimmicks, I'd say, overall at these bowl games. Um, any other games you wanted to talk about? I, it feels like you've been to a lot, Randy, because like, you were in the band, so you traveled to... I was in the band, well, so I was in the band for 2011 and 2012, okay. which just so happened to be our only two na- or uh, two of our national championship only. years, so that was yeah. pretty... Yeah. yeah, that was a pretty good timing. Um, the championship <laughs> game bowls, those are wild. Um, it's a lot of fun, a lot of shenanigans, and because I was in the band, I had to... Well, I say I had to, but I got to participate and all these activities and events, and I got to go to little things where they would send like a few of the brass players and a few of the saxophone players to go yeah. to go play at certain events where like Coach Saban would be there. Wow! You know, your your job is to sit there and play the fight song like during like little interviews, this and that, and it's sure. really fun. And they also gave us per diem money, so like we could go out and we could hey. party on Bourbon Street. Good lord, dude! What a time, man! To be a Bama it was fan, a great time. To be born a Bama fan, what a life, <laughs> um, man. As far as uh, bowl games I've been to, I've only been to two in my life, um, though both have been pretty high caliber. Uh, the first one I went to was the Cotton Bowl back in 2015. Uh, that was my super senior year of college, and Wisconsin was playing Western Michigan in the Cotton Bowl. PJ Flex, Western Michigan, if you remember. And uh, at the time, and I still am, but at the time I was terrified of flying. And so we ended up <laughs> driving to Texas from Wisconsin. Uh, to and from, um, it, it, I think we ended up driving like it was two days to get there, two days to get back, and we only stayed in Dallas for like two days as a result, just because so much time was spent driving. Uh, but it was it was it was pretty incredible. I mean, we, we we get to Dallas right, and it's like January first, and it was seventy two and sunny, whereas back in Wisconsin <laughs> it, just, it just snowed right, so it was pretty surreal. And all the Eastern Michigan or the Western Michigan fans rather. It, it, it was cool to see them because they were also enjoying the weather because they're obviously from a pretty cold place too. But yeah, it was it was pretty enjoyable. Like I'm glad we won, obviously. It would have been a pretty terrible ride home. Um, but I got to give, give credit to Western Michigan. At the time, it was pretty cool to see. I mean, they were obviously playing in an, an NY6 game as the G5 representative. So they really brought all their fans there. They were cheering Roll the Boat. This is before Roll the Boat became insufferable at Minnesota. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a good time, man. You're a big PJ Fleck fan, I can tell. No, no, this, him, this is like you? the only time I, I could have respected him. But then he sold out and took rolled the boat with him to Minnesota. If anything, <laughs> this is why I hate him more, dude, because like it felt very genuine and authentic and real at Western Michigan. Like seeing it firsthand, right? And then to just know that he took it with him, it's just ugh. <clears throat> well, let's not wind Jimbo up too much about his hatred for Minnesota. <laughs> um, I actually went to a Cotton Bowl too. I went to the the CFP semifinal in uh, 2015, 20, yeah, when we played Michigan State. Oh yes. And I don't think that was the same year that Wisconsin played. Well, it couldn't have been the same year Wisconsin played uh, Western Michigan. But I remember that being a lot of fun. Well, it was like 31 to nothing, so that must have been pretty fun. 
38 nothing. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, the Jerry World, though. Holy cow. What a venue. It's huge. Oh, yeah. I've been there for a few games. I was there in Mich- for Michigan in 2012, and I was there at the actual Wisconsin game in 2015 as well. So hey. I've been to quite a few games in Jerry World, and it's, a, it's like a five-star resort when you walk in. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty nuts. Um, the only other bowl game I've been to was a couple years ago, just before the pandemic started. Went to the Rose Bowl in uh, January 1st, 2020, so the 2019 Rose Bowl. Uh, unfortunately, we did lose to Oregon, uh, but it was a very, very close game. It was a one-point game, a really exciting one, too. And I got to say, dude, like, going to the Rose Bowl, I, I'm so thankful I did it um, when I did because it really felt like this, like, bucket list experience. I just remember, like, we took a, a bus for, like, two hours to actually get to, like, Pasadena. And then once we got there, we walked another half hour. It's just L.A.'s massive, right? And we get there, and I see off in the distance... Um, like half a mile away, you can see the Rose Bowl. You just see that iconic logo uh, on the front of the stadium. You know what I mean? And I, I literally just got chills looking at that. Like I couldn't believe I was there. It, it really feels like this like college football like holy ground almost. And yeah, like once you're inside, it's just you see the mountains off in the distance. The weather's perfect. It's just it's probably the, my favorite venue I think I've ever been to in college football. And I would love to go again at some point if Wisconsin ever does make the Rose Bowl again. I will definitely be going again. The Rose Bowl is definitely on my bucket list as well. I've unfortunately never had a chance to go. I know my brother went in 2009 and when we played Texas for the national championship game, and he said essentially the same thing about it that you said, how just iconic it was. It feels like a mecca of college football. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's would you it. Go to, oh, would up? you like Northern Bowl games? I mean, I just want to hear a Northern fan's perspective. How, how happy would you be to have, like, a, a bowl game in Madison, Wisconsin, or even in Lambeau? Well, I mean, 100%, that's for sure. Um, there really are only a handful of, I guess you could say, northern bowl games. Uh, what comes to mind is the Pinstripe Bowl. Uh, that's in New York City, which, which actually sounds pretty fun. And there's also the, I'm forgetting what it is, but there's a bowl game in Detroit. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Is that what it is? I thought it was like the Motor City Bowl or something like that. But there's one There in might Det- be another one. There's one in Detroit, which doesn't sound very pleasant, but um, yeah, man, like if, if there was a bowl game in Wisconsin, or at least... Even, like, Illinois, like, if Chicago hosted one, I would absolutely go. Like, zero doubt in my mind. Just because I think it'd be fun to go as a neutral fan. You know what I mean? Like, just, just kind of going in without a dog of the fight. Just kind of to watch some good football and just kind of soak it all in one last time for, for the season. I would absolutely love that. It would be interesting. But you do have to consider, I mean, I know this is the old tired <laughs> argument. But where do where would you really want to go if you were a player or a coach? Would I you rather it. go to the Bahamas Bowl I get or it. to the Culver's Bowl in Lambo? <laughs> the Culver's Bowl would be pretty cool. But yeah, I, I get it. It's 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 obviously uh, many of these bowl games are essentially just vacations, right? That's why there are so many in Florida, you know, in in, in coastal cities uh, in the South, right, California, and so on. Um, and that's true, not just for the fans, but kind of the players. It feels like a lot of these bowls are just kind of. I mean, obviously, they're, 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 they're there to play football. It's a reward for the season. But yeah, it's a reward, right? And, like, being sent to Detroit just doesn't sound very pleasant, <laughs> especially in December. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, At least it's in a dome stadium. At least it has a roof, you know? That is true. That is true. But I don't know, man. I mean, you know, Big Ten teams are used to playing in the cold. Though I, it would be fun to see a Southern team play out in the cold in, in the winter uh, this time of year. I would pay to see that. As much sure. as as much as I hear that that complaint from northern teams, it would be fun to to let them experience us 
in that weather. Just I feel like it would make the beatdown more embarrassing. <laughs> I just I just want to say I, I feel like that honestly wouldn't be that much of a factor. I mean, if it's if it's like blowing snow, then obviously yeah. But it's not like we've never experienced ice, you know. I don't know. And plus, Randy. practice facilities are so advanced nowadays; they crank the weather down whenever they need to. I don't know, man. And they get acclimated. It's it's tough. I'd say the hardest part about playing when it's cold out, like just exercising or like doing anything athletic in the cold, is like the air is thinner. It's almost the same effect that happens when teams play like in Denver, right? Where like the air pressure is so much different, and you just you're not getting as much oxygen in your lungs, so. Teams will get like you know away teams will get tired a lot easier. I think it's like a similar effect when it's very cold out. Uh, yeah, I know people talk about how like even Colorado and the Denver Broncos they have kind of this weird home field advantage, mm-hmm. much more so than other teams simply because of how thin the air is up there. Yeah, and if you get used to that, you have a, you definitely have an advantage over other people. Uh, but that said, just, just speaking of neutral site games, Randy, you, you've said before you've got a neutral site bowl game in town. They like going to quite often. I am going to the Birmingham Bowl this year. I think that is at, right after New Year's. I'm going to go watch Auburn versus Houston. And I don't remember if I mentioned this on the last episode, but I'm going to go and I'm going to trash talk Auburn <laughs> simply by I'm not going to say anything. I'm just simply going to wear my Bama gear there. Oh, my God. all I have to do. Honestly, like, <laughs> I, I could see Houston winning this one pretty comfortably, which would be pretty fun to see. But I could, I could. We're not going to preview that one this week because that's not part of this week's slate of games. That's true. But I look forward to previewing that one and going to it. Should and also, fun. it's only like 15 minutes away from my house. so It's easy. Yeah, me and my, um, my fiancé have talked quite a bit about bowl games. And I think we've decided that after this year, we want to go to like a bowl game every season. It doesn't have to be Wisconsin, but just like every December, January, whatever, just like take a trip somewhere. Like, like it's like, like Nashville, right? Tampa, whatever, somewhere warm, <laughs> and make that like a yearly vacation. Just, I mean, there's a Bahamas Bowl. <laughs> there you go, dude. I mean, I think that's what a lot go. of people do in general. I mean, to an extent, you know, it's just uh, if you if, you, if you're gonna go somewhere warm this time of year, might as well watch football while you're at it. You know what I mean? There you go. That, and that's exactly what I. That's like I said. That's exactly what me and my family did. Was we treated it kind of like a little mini family vacation in the winter. Yeah. Sounds fun. Speaking of the Bahamas, are oh. you ready to preview this week's? Bowl games? I am. Let's get going to it. Speaking of going to the Bahamas, the very first bowl game uh, of bowl season, our little intro to bowl season every year is the Bahamas Bowl. But the Bahamas Bowl, that's kind of a mouthful. And this year it is featuring Middle Tennessee State versus Toledo on Friday at 11 a.m. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for this. I'm, I'm glad that we're kicking it off with the Bahamas Bowl, as always. Um, regarding these teams, Middle Tennessee is six and six. Toledo's seven and five. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Toledo wins this one pretty easily. I like Toledo. I I'll give it to Toledo as well. Here's the one thing I only know one thing about either of these teams. Yeah. And no offense to these teams. I I sorry. <laughs> no offense but to any of these teams think, we talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people realize how t- close Toledo was to beating Notre Dame early in the year. Yeah, dude. They they quick they kicked what was essentially or got a. Uh, what was essentially a game-winning touchdown with a minute 35 left in that game. Yeah. And they had, at one point, a 95% win chance uh, until Notre Dame had, like, a very good last minute, literally last-minute drive, similar to what Bryce Young did in the Iron Bowl. <laughs> yeah. So and, Toledo was actually really close to beating Notre Dame. And looking at their their schedule here, it looks like like four of their five losses have been by, like, three points or less. So extremely thin margins, and a lot of their wins, they've just blown out teams. So I, I like them. I recall Toledo, 
didn't they like win the Mac a couple years ago, or they were like in the Mac Championship? I'm pretty sure they were pretty. Yeah, solid they're Mac usually pro- they're one of the better Group of Five Ohio teams. Yeah, so I, I'm definitely rooting for them. No offense to Middle Tennessee, but I often forget <laughs> that Middle Tennessee exists. To be completely honest. <clears throat> No, I agree. I know what you mean. And the thing is, it's the Bahamas Bowl. It's going to be a really good time. I remember a few years ago, there was that big post about the Bahamas Bowl, Bahamas Bowl and how crazy it is. Yes. And here's, I'm going to give some little highlight clips from the post. Please. And according to this guy, people brought a beer right into the stadium. The locals at the gate didn't even ask to check tickets. One of them took a sip of his beer. We walked all the way around the stadium until we reached a fenced-off area. A Royal Bahamas Defense Force guard so we could check behind the fence because he doesn't know what's back there. Upon walking past the fence, we ended up in the Ohio locker room. No questions asked. People are constantly walking on the athletic track around the field and chugging beer. The security forces down there just keep laughing and high-fiving everyone. (laughs) One of the soldiers keeps hugging random fans. There's a native family in front of me, literally braiding each other's hair. They told me they have no clue about how football works. They just want to have a good time. Good for them. One of them offered to braid my hair. My hair is three inches long. They were doing a t-shirt toss, and one of the Bahamian families here straight up jumped three rows down onto a group of fans just to grab a shirt. They ended up getting two. A drunk fan just walked into the sideline and high-fived the player. He then high-fived the Royal Bahamian Defense Force soldier when walking back. The soldier couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> There's like there's like 20 entrances to the stadium. Only like 10 of them are guarded. Literally anybody could just walk in here. They have one working scoreboard, and instead of showing the clock, it's the ESPN feed, so you can barely see the score and the clock in the bottom right corner. They literally just put the ESPN feed up there. Oh, my God. Whoever's in charge of the music can't decide the volume. He tried playing Believer and adjust the volume up and down around four times before giving up. There has not been any music since. <laughs> Dude, it sounds like a great time. It does. It does. I wonder if since then they've like upped the security or the production quality. It. But yeah, that <laughs> seems like part of the charm. You know what I mean? That's part of the charm of these small ball games. Yeah. <laughs> good for them. Well, good luck to both Middle Tennessee and Toledo in the Bahamas. Enjoy the vacation. Yep. Congratulations on your season. Congratulations on making it to a bowl game. I know Indeed. that's actually a much bigger deal for a group of five teams because yeah. they don't have the easy out of conference scheduling like it's we true. do. If anything, there's like those like three or four guaranteed losses practically. So it's it's definitely a tougher yeah. path. Uh moving on, later that day on Friday, five o'clock, we got Northern Illinois versus Coastal Carolina in the expl- uh what is this here? The Tailgator Kirbel. Tailgreeter Kirbel. Tailgreeter. My apologies. That was a tongue twister. Um some of these sponsors, I look at their name and I have no idea what I've what they do. Never heard of this. Yeah. So I Google Tail Greeter yeah. and it's I, I still can't understand what they do. Tail Greeter is a digital marketplace that aims to make tailgating more accessible to fans all over the world by having them join local experience tailgate hosts. I don't know how that makes money as a business. So it's it's like a social app for like tailgating. I guess, but is it there? sounds like you like pay to go to somebody else's tailgate that's okay okay that's what it sounds like i mean i'm not really sure no i've seen like you know like especially at professional sports games like a packer game like there are some pretty legit tailgating setups like professional right and i could i could see that but like this is such a niche thing i i've never man this is crazy i also by the way i feel like we're obligated to talk about every single sponsor for for these bowl games Oh, in, yeah, in I, plan, I plan on that. Some of these have some really funny sponsors that we're going to get to. <laughs> they do. Trust me, one of these is really going to throw you out. Two of these are probably going to really throw you off guard. That's that so we're coming up on. 
Anyways, regarding the game, this one actually looks like really exciting. We have Northern Illinois versus Coastal Carolina. NIU is nine and four. Coastal's ten and two. If you recall, Coastal last year was like what they were like undefeated in the regular season. This year they're great again at ten and two. And I believe NIU just won the MAC. Correct. Um, that is correct. They won the MAC after going winless the year before. It's crazy. So like actually, as far as G five matchups go, like these are two like pretty pretty good. Dare I say great G5 schools. Um, I'm looking forward to this one. I think Coastal probably has the overall advantage just because like, they have a little bit of an, a, a more of a dynamic offense, I'd say. This is a team that can really put up a lot of points pretty quickly. Um, they have a pretty fun offense overall. But on the other hand, NIU does have a lot of momentum, certainly, just winning the MAC. So I, I think this would be a close game, something definitely to watch. Interesting. I think what you said hits the nail on the head. Um, I could see Northern Illinois winning if I had. I forget we're supposed to be picking uh, oh, yes. winners. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So for picking winners, I'm going to actually pick Northern Illinois. Wow. They play a generally tougher schedule, and their offense can put up points as well. Their defense isn't the best, maybe, but I feel like they play a tougher schedule. And Coastal did show some weaknesses here and there mm-hmm. this year with their scheduling issues. I mean, they lost to Appalachian State. They lost to Georgia State. But by, by like, three points, though. They were close games. Close games. They were close games, but, I mean, still. They also lost to Liberty pretty recently in True. last year's Cure Bowl. True. Uh, I got close on this one. Write these down, Randy. Write these down. We're keeping track of these. for. Yeah, we will keep track. We're going to do probably, like, a little bowl pick them with the confidence points of Jimbo Topia. Oh, version of that's a good idea. Yeah, let's get that out. Well, That should be live by the time you're hearing this. <laughs> All right. Yeah, as you can tell, we definitely plan to say talk about this beforehand. Very prepared, very prepared. You know, here's the (laughs) thing. Here's the thing, dude. Bowl season, I feel like oftentimes teams are unprepared for bowl season. When you say it it can be very sloppy at times, so I feel like it is very sloppy, and that's part of the charm of it. And I was doing my best to try to prepare for this episode, but it's so there's so many different things to have to like to like look up and some surmise. It's very difficult. I feel like. Our ability to prepare for this game is a weird microcosm of how difficult it can be for teams to actually prepare for the, for the logistics of their actual bowl game. Exactly. It's life-imitating art. Yep. Uh, moving on then, Saturday. Man, Saturday, December 18th. We actually have a lot of games. This should be a fun weekend. Uh, it starts off 10 a.m. with the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. We have Western Kentucky versus App State. Uh, real quick, RoofClaim.com. I went to the website... It's, it's a pretty good site overall, I would say. I, I think I understand what they do. It feels like they just do roof replacements, which is, uh, you know, people need that. For some reason, I'm looking at their uh, their website, and they have LSU's logo on there. They do. For, for what, but they do. LSU's definitely not playing in this game. No, well, right. they, they sponsor the Jacksonville Jaguars as well, so it must be a Southern thing. I don't know, man. It's, this is your responsibility, not mine. They, the bowl game is taking place in Boca Raton, Florida, by the way. And just real quick for what it's worth, the Cure Bowl, the Telegreeter Cure Bowl, is in Orlando, Florida. I'm going to include oh. the locations for the bowl games moving I like forward. That. I like that. I like that. Uh, so anyways, Western Kentucky is 8-5. and five. App State is 10-3. and three. Um, Again, this, this is another game that I think could be pretty decent. I mean, Western Kentucky and App State both – are pretty consistently really good G5 schools. Um, and so on paper, this sounds like a pretty good matchup. Uh, App State has actually won, I want to say, six of their last seven games. They just lost to Louisiana, but overall still a pretty good, a pretty good streak. Um, Western Kentucky, on the other hand, has also uh, won seven of their last eight, uh, losing into UTSA. So both of these teams had pretty good streaks going on uh, heading into conference championships. 
and lost both of those games, but still have a lot to play for with this game. Overall, I think App State probably has the advantage, but Western Kentucky, dude, I swear they always they always overperform in bowl season. Maybe I'm just talking on my butt, but I swear they're like always a team to look for uh, this time of year. They really are, and I I want I'm going to pick Western Kentucky to win this game, even though they have a couple less wins than App State, mm-hmm. for the simple fact that I feel like their coaches and players are a little more motivated going into it. Mm-hmm. And I understand App State's not demotivated. But I think what's important to note is that um, Western Kentucky's quarterback, Bailey Zapp, yes. he very much could have NFL potential. And this is his last year, his fifth year, senior year. Yeah. And he very much – he has something to prove. Yeah, got to go on a good note. He knows this is his spotlight. People are going to be watching. For sure. And also Western Kentucky's head coach is you know, trying to get – probably move up with Power 5 jobs. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to prove here. There is. That said, I still like App State. I mean, they're one of my favorite G5 teams to follow. I love their uniforms. I'm sorry. They have some of the best black and yellow uniforms of the game. So They do have good uniforms. I think, I think I'm pulling for them. I got App State winning this one. I thought it was funny that you brought up their uh, how their website looked. As a, as a professional web developer, yes. do you approve? Yeah, overall, yeah. It's not like, I mean, it's not insanely good, but it's, <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty good. It gets the job done, Yeah. <laughs> I am so excited to talk about the next bowl because this is the first bowl game yes. that uh, is really going to throw people off. <laughs> we have, I kid you not, this is the PUBG Bowl. It's the PUBG Mobile no, Mobile New Mexico Bowl. So it's literally, the sponsor is literally Player Unknown Battlegrounds, the Battle Royale game, but the mobile version of it. Specifically it. mobile, yeah. Yeah. Specifically mobile. I just think it's hilarious to have a video game, like a singular video game. Not a video game company, not like Sony or something, but just a singular game itself. Sponsor yeah. a bowl game. Oh and it's God. PUBG of all games. I'm just surprised. Like I feel like no one even plays PUBG anymore. Am I am I wrong in assuming this? No, you're not wrong. Well, it's played heavily in like Asian markets. Okay. But so. not heavily in American markets. So it's kind of weird that they would be heavily advertising here. In American, and I'm sure they have yeah. a lot of Chinese money backing the sponsorship trying to grow American markets. Sure. Um, I know it's very popular in like India, China. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, that's just, it's just wacky. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's why we love bowl season, right? It takes place in Albuquerque, New Mexico, by the way. Interesting. So, anyways, UTEP is seven and five. Fresno State nine and three. Fresno, as we all know, almost beat Oregon, and UTEP is not that good. So, I think Fresno probably not only wins this one, but wins pretty comfortably. Agree with that. Fred or UTEP has a decent defense, and Fresno has a decent offense, from what I can tell. Um, but Fresno, they I love their quarterback Jake Hanner. I talked about him in one of the very earliest episodes of the Jim Podcast. Yeah. And I'm a big believer in him. I think he's he fought he fits the Fresno State tough quarterback mold, which they're known for having, like Trent Dilfer, Derek Carr, David Carr, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Well, so I think it'll be interesting, I guess, to watch them play again. Because if you remember, they were very close to beating Oregon and they did beat UCLA. True, true. So some pretty big. And wins they were the Brady Hoax only lost on the year at San Diego State. That's that's funny. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I find a lot of these G5 bowl games especially will like you just get like the occasional complete blowout like 52 to 10 or something like that. I think this might be one of those games. I think Fresno State just annihilates them. I agree. Um next we have the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl taking place in Shreveport, Louisiana. All right, Radiance Technologies. I've never heard of this. Let's go to RadianceTech.com. I, I looked at their website. It's another well-designed website, it looks like. And 
Like, Something to do with the Department of Defense. What the hell? Yeah, it looks I think like it's it. like a, def a Department of Defense contractor or something. Yeah, it must here's be. what I don't understand yeah. is that if you if you're a, a contractor for the Department of Defense for the U.S. military, why do you need to sponsor a bowl game? I know, like there's not a single like, product. What, you who can are buy. you advertising? <laughs> yeah, I know. Do you think like the U.S. military is going to see this and be like, guys, we really gotta get more contracts for these guys <laughs> or something? You know, like <laughs> I mean, they have the Go Army Bowl or whatever. It's just weird. Like I, I suppose, it's, like it is just I, I get when like the military sponsors a bowl game at least because like they want to like recruit like high school kids or something to join the military or something. But this, this is confusing. Also, not a great website. I'll be honest. Like it's, Oof. it's not the best. But I digress. I digress. UAB versus BYU. This is the first matchup we have with a ranked team. Uh, BYU is currently ranked 13 at 10 and two. And, yeah, I mean, I, I like BYU, dude. I think they're pretty legit. And with all due respect to your Blazers, your hometown heroes, um, I think BYU should, should win this one fairly comfortably. BYU has had, has had a quietly really good season. I mean, they are ranked number 13, but they are 5-0 and against the Pac-12. Yeah. They also beat a, an ACC team. And they did lose to Baylor, but, I mean, Baylor was just won the Big Pac 12 Pac champions. 12. Yeah, it was a pretty, they put up a good fight, 38-24. Um, yeah, so I mean, BYU is quietly a really good team. And UIB, on the other hand, I'll be honest, I don't know too much about them. How, how, what's the overall uh, vibe in Birmingham of the Blazers? If you want me to be perfectly honest, and I'm not trying to be a biased Alabama <laughs> fan, but nobody really watches UAB. Uh, Even UAB fans don't really watch UAB. You know, you know Joshua. Of course. He, he goes to UAB and he's an Alabama fan. Well, there you go. So that should tell you the amount of attention people pay to UAB football. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be mean. It's just nobody really thinks about them that much. I'm sure some of their current students actually care and go to the games. But outside of that, there's not really a following. They have the new stadium, Protective Stadium, which is right True. next to the BJCC downtown and uptown, actually. And, like, I will actually say, like, before UAB football was shut down, it was even worse than it is now. Nobody cared about them before they were shut down. Like, honestly, given what they were, they probably should have been shut down. Probably not in the way they were shut down. That was pretty bad. Yeah, but they it was they were legitimately the least attended and worst group of five football team. But ever since they were brought back, however, they actually have a little bit more steady of a following. Yeah, they actually get fans to the games. Students come to the game a little bit, and I think they're more just like an average group of five team. Yeah, eight and four. Um, their coach is Bill Clark, who's he was he was an old Alabama high school football coach and. He's on the up and up as a coach that gave him an extension. He rode out the uh, the year where they just didn't exist, the two years where they didn't exist yeah. and stayed. Yeah. And he's built up a pretty solid program. I mean, he is the heart and soul of that program. At eight and four, this is a really good year. I do hear about them on the radio every now and then on UAB radio, just because mm -hmm. that's 94.5, the regular sports talk. <laughs> and I'll, so I'll hear the games on the radio on Saturdays if I'm like driving somewhere. Yeah. Um, as far as what I know about their team, that. I really don't know anything. They got one of the coolest mascots, or at least logos, I'd say. They do have a really cool mascot. I have to admit do. that. So, yeah, that said, I think BYU wins this one. Yeah, I think BYU wins it too. I think UAB is known for having a pretty good defense with Bill Clark. So, Should be good, though. I'll definitely be watching this one. Uh, moving on. <laughs> this one's going to be controversial, Randy. College football's not going to like this one. But we have the Lending Tree Bowl. Featuring Why is that controversial? Well, because it's featuring Eastern Michigan and everyone's favorite, 
Liberty. Every, yeah, people love to hate Liberty. It's true. I, I know that. I, I get it totally. But real quick, let's give a shout out to Lending Tree. Um, <laughs> I think everyone's heard of them, right? They're just like a like a finance a mortgage finance, loan mortgage. thing. Yeah, I think they. Well, what's what's most important, Jimbo, is I need you to uh, judge the uh, how how well put together is their website. website. Uh, it's it's decent. Um, I'm even I'm scaling on mobile. It looks actually pretty decent on mobile. So overall, I'd give it like a seven out of ten. It's it's pretty good. I, okay. I really should be writing these from the start, but yeah, we're gonna start writing these. Uh, <laughs> I didn't expect us to go this direction. <laughs> um, that said, moving on, Eastern Michigan seven and five versus Liberty seven and five. Uh, Wisconsin actually played Eastern Michigan earlier on in the year, and I thought they looked extremely terrible we beat them 34 to 7 but it wasn't really even that close i think we had our second string in in like the third quarter um that said liberty i, I don't know man like they're on a three-game losing streak somehow they, they they started the season up pretty hot at one point they were uh seven and two not like they're making the playoffs or anything obviously but they were they were looking like one of the better g5 schools and just kind of collapsed losing their last three games so in a way i think the advantage probably goes to eastern michigan on this one I will give it to Liberty. I think Liberty, I mean, they, they had a rough stretch of three games, but I still think they're a very solid team. They still have Malik Willis, who's actually a legitimate NFL quarterback. Really? Um, they still have Hugh Freeze, which yes, his scandal, I course. guess, speaks for itself. Of course, yeah. There are definitely worse scandals to have, but his is just him being an idiot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. don't don't call hookers on the university-provided cell phone. Probably not. Anyway, yeah. that I digress. That doesn't really take away from his coaching ability, which is what I'm mostly getting at here. Yeah. And the fact that they have a pretty good transfer quarterback in Malik Willis, who's go probably going to see some NFL playing time. So I think that's really going to be the going to be the difference maker in a Group of Five bowl game. Also, <sighs> real quick, Tell the me. bowl game takes place in Mobile, Alabama. Hey, another Alabama bowl. Or yeah. So far, every bowl game we've looked at has taken place in Florida, Alabama, or Louisiana, <sighs> and New Mexico. Oh, and New Mexico. Okay. Sorry. Uh, you know, Randy, actually, you convinced me. I think Liberty wins this one. Oh, there you go. Mark me now for Liberty. And again, Randy's going to hate it, but nothing I can do, man. Eastern Michigan, I can't help it if they suck. No <laughs> offense. No offense. Uh, moving on. So, oh, Randy, you got to introduce this one. <laughs> I don't know how to introduce. Okay, okay. The Jimmy Kimmel Bowl presented by Stifle. The Jimmy, the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Just oh, the Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl presented by Stiffle. Stiffle? Stifle? Stifle. And then if you go to the website, stifle.com, I'm going to... Terrible website. Oh, my God. Terrible website. Terrible. <laughs> Something about wealth tracking. It's another one of those typical, boring, like, money management websites like LendingTree or whatever. So, but, I, okay, more importantly, I want to judge the Jimmy Kimmel LA part. Please, please. Why is Jimmy Kimmel sponsoring a bowl game? <laughs> I know. <laughs> what the hell? I just feel like the, the, the audience of people who watch college football and the audience of people that like Jimmy Kimmel is it would be two separate circles. Yeah, the Venn diagram. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It takes place in Inglewood, California, to nobody's surprise. Um, I guess we'll talk about the two teams, Oregon State and Utah State. Yeah, this is our first uh, P5 team, uh, if you don't call BYU, I guess. Uh, Utah State 10-3 and versus Oregon State 7-5. Interesting tidbit about this. There is a connection between these two teams and Wisconsin. Uh, Gary Anderson, if you recall, he went from Utah State to Wisconsin to Oregon State. So he's had his footprint, or his fingerprint, I should say, on these two programs over the years. Uh, that said, Oregon State, despite being 7-5, and five, like 
I, I feel like they they probably have the advantage here. Um, I know the Pac-12 is kind of weak this year and everything, but I don't know, man. Looking at their losses, they had a lot of close losses. They lost to Washington State by a touchdown, Purdue by nine points, Colorado by three, Cal by a touchdown. So despite being seven and five, I feel like if just you know a few plays here and there went their way, they could probably be a, a nine and three Pac-12 team, which in my mind beats Utah State every year. Yeah, it does. And Oregon State has had a really good turnaround. To go seven and five for them is really good given their recent recent yeah. lack of success. Yeah. And Utah State is a season removed from being one and five. At the end of the day, I think just having the amount of talent that Oregon State have has will trump whatever Utah State has going on. I mean, hey, I'm very happy for them for having a ten win season. Congratulations. Yeah. But if I'm having to pick the game, I would pick Oregon State. That's fair. You, the state of Utah this year, dude. You got Utah winning the winning the pack. You got Utah State winning the uh, Mountain West. Kind of crazy. I've always loved the state of Utah's uh, footprint in college football because I feel like it's one of the few states, kind of like Alabama, where like the entire state is very heavily invested in college football. For whatever reason, yeah, like specifically Utah, more than almost any other like Western state. Exactly, it doesn't make a lot of sense because no other like Mountain Mountain West Western yeah. West Coast state is like that. Yeah, so that's why I kind of like respect it. Yeah. That said, I, I think this one could be pretty close. Looks like the line favors Oregon by uh, Oregon State by seven points. So should be a good one in SoFi Stadium. Nice and fancy. Definitely be tuning into that one. Uh, up yeah. next, this is the final game of Saturday, by the way. We're still on Saturday. Uh, at, at 8.15 p.m., we have the Arundel Carriers New Orleans Bowl featuring uh, 23rd-ranked Louisiana versus Marshall. So Arnold Carriers, what do we know about them? I've never heard of them before. They're a shipping and logistics company, and it looks like they specialize in hazmat shipping and less than truckload shipping. Again, why do they need to sponsor a bowl game? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I went to, I went to their website. Dude. I went to the website, and the first thing I noticed was that they actually have like the bowl game preview is like the first thing. Nothing yeah, about either. shipping or yeah. logistics. Well, they're they actually like showing up the bowl game. They know why people are coming to this website, which I respect. But this is easily like easily the worst website i've seen so far i'd give like a two out of ten uh this Oof. is straight from like the year 2003 probably um, so. i kind of got that vibe from it it looks very old and dated spend that money instead of wasting your money sponsoring a bowl game just 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 get a new web developer team and and start over <laughs> that's money i've worked spend. in some of these i've worked in these industries that have to deal with these types of companies before yeah and pretty much every shipping company's website is going to be this badly designed <laughs> They just love the old 2004-era style of the website. It works. It works. <laughs> it just works. Anyways, uh, regarding this game, Louisiana ranked 23, but lest we forget, they've won their last 12 games in a row. They, they've they lost, have. Yeah. They're 12-1. I felt bad for them because they're really playing in like a, a low bowl for what yeah. they are. I feel, yeah. like they're, I feel like they earned a better bowl than what they got. Like probably the second or third best G5 team in the nation, I'd say. And yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's unfortunate with G5 teams. I feel like if you're not in the, obviously, playoffs in this case, but if you're not in the playoffs or the uh, Fiesta Bowl, uh, that's you're not playing in a good bowl game. Like, you're playing in the New Orleans Bowl. Yeah, regardless of who you yeah. are. Um, but, I mean, that said, though, not, not just, you know, say Marshall's terrible, but it, it, just, it just doesn't feel like a, a fair matchup. Marshall is 7-5. and five. Um, I, I don't know, man. Louisiana's, like, pretty, like, very legit. Like I would be afraid to play them as a Wisconsin fan. Let's just say, um, 
And I, I think this is well, going to be a, Texas. A, I, I know, but it was the first game of the year, man. It was at Texas, too. I'll say this. I think Louisiana wins this one probably by like 35 points. I don't think this is going to be even close. I don't think it'll be close either, but again, anything can happen in bowl season. I would also say Louisiana. Uh, this is the uh, New Orleans Superdome, by the way, which is a pretty cool. Yeah. Location. Oh, yeah. The New Orleans Bowl does take place in New Orleans. I forgot to add the location to this one. Which, hey, that's basically a home game for Louisiana, so I expect their fans to be totally packed. Yeah. Um, all right, finally, moving forward to Monday. We're on to Monday, folks. December 20th at 1.30 p.m. <laughs> We've got the Myrtle Beach Bowl presented by Tax Act, <laughs> where Tax we will Act. see Old Dominion can... play Tulsa. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I can actually understand why TaxAct.com yes. would Good want point. to sponsor a bowl game. Finally, a sponsor makes sense. I agree. I mean, because tax season starts in you know a couple of months. You want to kind of get people thinking about that, right? Like, I'm a TurboTax guy, but if I like didn't have my allegiance pledged to something... And I saw this, and I was watching this bowl game. I could see myself at least going to their website and like checking it out. You know what I mean? Exactly. I could see that. I use TurboTax too. I mean, yeah. all my information is autofilled, so I'm not really exactly. gonna change. So you know. Now that said, I went to TaxAct.com here, and honestly, I'm not too impressed. It's it's okay. It does the job, but like, if I compare it to like TurboTax.com, dude, like TurboTax.com has like this huge banner. It's got like all these widgets to it. It's got like it's very clean. It's very inviting. Tax Act is kind of it's kind of meh, kind of like 2000. It's like it looks like it's from 2012, maybe. I'm not, I was going to say impressed. it's got a 2012, it's got the 2012 feel, but it has some modern, sleek stuff. Like when you scroll down, the way it scrolls. A couple of things. I don't know. I mean, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Good for them. At least it makes sense as a sponsor. Uh, <laughs> in Myrtle Beach, is that's that's in Florida, right? Uh, no, that is in South Carolina. It takes place dumb. technically in Conway, South Carolina. This is how much I know about the South, dude. Which, uh, Conway is like, isn't that like 30 minutes away from Myrtle Beach? I don't know why it's called that. Whatever. It's false advertising. (laughs) But shouts out to South Carolina. Shouts out to Hash Brown. And shouts out to Old Dominion and Tulsa. Old Dominion and Tulsa are both 6-6. This is one of those classic 6-6 versus 6-6 G5 bowl games. And I'm going to be blunt with you. I know nothing about either team. Uh, the one thing I know is that Old Dominion Old Dominion had to win five games in a row to end up at six and six. They started out oh, one and five. So they did. Or one and six. They started out one and six and then ended up at six and six. So congratulations to them. And they had to beat some okay teams to do that. Yeah. Um this kind of reminds me, there was a, a few years ago, Miami of Ohio played Mississippi State in a bowl game. Yes. The thing is, Miami of Ohio started the season out 0 and 6 and won their last six in a row to be 6 and 6 and go to the bowl game. Did they win that? So, I mean, for, I imagine for a team like Old Dominion, who's also new to the FBS, I feel like this is a big deal for them to get to go to a bowl game. And they're probably really happy and excited about it, you know? Yeah. That said, though, Tulsa, despite being 6 and 6, I'm looking at their schedule now. They, they played at Oklahoma State, only lost by five. They they lost to Ohio State at Ohio State by the way forty one to twenty which which isn't that but that bad game was very close up they, it was a seven point yeah. game in the fourth quarter they they played Cincinnati extremely close they lost to them twenty to twenty for a call off the the controversial ending to that one yes um, and they also they beat SMU they beat SMU so like they have a they're kind of like up and down right overall as a team but we definitely see the potential here and there uh, and so in my mind like I I think they probably have the edge over Old Dominion in this one. 
I would agree because like while they've been up and down, they have shown the flashes that they need to show to be able to win these types of games. Yeah. While with with Old Dominion, it's like they kind of they kind of got hot at the right time, but they're kind of consistently mediocre. I guess <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they haven't played as as good of teams as Tulsa has. I mean, Tulsa's played a pretty a pretty legit schedule for a G five team this year. Um, so we can forgive them for their six and six record to an extent. Uh, so yeah, give me Tulsa in this one. I like him. All right, I would also take Tulsa. Moving on, then Tuesday, December twenty first, uh, at two thirty, we have the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, dude, uh, featuring Kent State and Wyoming. So famous Idaho Potato. If I recall, this is played in in Boise, right? This is at the, the it is played in Boise, the Blue Stadium. This is a classic bowl game that's played every year. Um, what I'm trying to understand is what what exactly is the famous Idaho Potato Bowl? What is it advertising? I think because Idaho potatoes. I don't. Is, is that a brand or is it's that a, just like so a? It's probably from the Idaho. So I can tell you this as a member of a state who has like a, a food. Okay. Um, I imagine it's sponsored like the state of Idaho really needs to take pride and like advertise its potato exports. Right, they want to build up that image, like the brand image of an Idaho potato. Likewise with Wisconsin, like there's a Wisconsin cheese crest. Like when there's an authentic Wisconsin dairy product, you'll see the crest um, on the cheese. I imagine it's the same kind of thing. So even though this isn't like an actual company per se, at least now in the, in the classical sense, um, you know they want to make Idaho look good, and, and that's especially true with this blue field. It's a very iconic bowl game, right? They want you to think about potatoes and the blue field. And the state of Idaho. And, and think about that next time you're buying some french fries. I can just say, I've watched this game on TV quite a few times in the yeah. past. And it always looks like the most miserable experience. It does. It's, it's freezing cold. It's <laughs> raining usually. It just looks awful. The blue field, dude. There's something about it. Whatever Boise's there, at least it makes sense. But <laughs> they're not there. It's just so confusing. But they're the pride of Idaho, dude. The pride of Idaho. That is true. I mean, so I, I think. Hey, it's cool. maybe maybe Alabama. We should have the the Alabama Peach Bowl where we can oh, we can peaches. we can advertise Alabama peaches over Georgia peaches. You might, but see, like this is like this game is how I envision like a you know a, a Wisconsin Culver's Bowl would go. It's like the same. It accomplishes the same thing basically. They're living our dream, and I'm kind of jealous of them. <laughs> <all right. laughs> that said, that said, Kent State seven and six, Wyoming is six and six. This is another kind of. I don't want to say mediocre bowl game, but, you know, two teams that have pretty unfortunate <laughs> records. Uh, that said, though, Kent State did just play in the MAC championship, uh, which surprised me. Uh, they, of course, lost to NIU, but still pretty impressive to make it there. Wyoming, I don't know, man. They won their first four games of the season, but then have only won two of their last remaining uh, eight games. So, in my mind, they don't have a lot of momentum. At least Kent State, you know, just played in a pretty big caliber game being the MAC-10 championship. I've got Kent State winning this one. I I don't even know. I'm I'm, I'm going to go with know. Wyoming. Wow. Craig Bowl. If you remember, Craig Bowl is the Wyoming coach, and he has been since 2014. True. But not before he spent 11 years at North Dakota State and won three mm. FCS championships in a row. I always found that move really weird. I thought, okay, he's won and moved through the G5 to the Power 5, right. but then he just never did. Kind of stuck there. Yeah. He get, I don't know if he got stuck there or if he just wanted like a slightly bigger paycheck, which I find almost kind of weird that Wyoming pays more than North Dakota State. It's all his TV contract money, dude. It always comes down TV to that. TV contract money, there you go. Yeah, yeah that, that definitely has to be a big part of it. But uh, this should be good. I like Wyoming's uniforms quite a bit. 
I really do like their uniforms. Um, they are cool uniforms for for a brown color uniform. I actually I actually like them, and their stadium is really cool. I know the unique. fun fact about their stadium is that it's actually uh, the highest elevation stadium in all of football, really? all of FBS football. That's cool. Yeah, that's the fun fact I always see whenever I boot up NCAA football. <laughs> also, that's cool what logo. I know about them. Uh, real quick as well, the famous IdahoPotatoBowl.com website is is really it's fun. It's fun. It's not like super modern or flashy, but they do. They have a really good use of color, really good use of images. There's like French fries and potatoes all over the screen. I'll give this an eight out of ten. This is one of my favorites so far. Fun. It's fun. All right. <laughs> Moving on next. This is like an actually just a really good game. Like maybe the best game we've covered so far. But it's been given the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's UTSA <laughs> versus San Diego State. Like, this should be a good game. It's unfortunate that they have to have this name uh, attached to it. Um, I miss the Bad Boy Mowers Bowl. Yes! Gasparilla Bowl? Bad Some Boy of these Mowers. have these, the Gasparilla Bowl. Some of these bowl names are kind of funny and fun fun to poke fun at. But Tropical Smoothie Cafe is just kind of... It's just sad. It's just sad more than anything. Like, what even is Tropical Smoothie Cafe? I've never heard of this. Oh, that's... I mean, it's pretty... We have them in Southern the South. Um, it's a... Very stereotypical smoothie spot. You just go get a smoothie, and that's oh, we've got really some, it. We've got some Milwaukee, apparently. Tropical, Tropical Cafe, their website is abysmal. Very bad. Ooh. It's got, like, low-resolution images that are pixelated, stretched out way too far. And I got to say, the Tropical, the, the FriscoBull.com isn't much better. So not too impressed on that front. But that said, have you... Have you gotten smoothies from this place before, Randy? It is a decent... I like it. It's a decent smoothie place. However, I don't like it as much as, like, Smoothie King. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, that out of the way. UTSA, 12-1. and 1. San Diego State... Oh, real quick. It takes place in Frisco, Texas, which is right outside of Dallas. There you go. Uh, San Diego State, 11-2, and 2, ranked 24 in the nation. UTSA, man, I feel bad for them because I felt like they were, like, everyone's darling this entire season. People were just shouting meep meep for fun, you know? The Roadrunners. And then they'd be blown up by North Texas out of nowhere in their second-to-last game of the season. Um, I, I, do you smell something of a redemption arc in this game? Something of a, you know, trying to trying to win one for the Gipper in this game? I don't. Guys? I don't. You don't. Because if you remember, the week before they got blown up by North Texas, they very, very nearly lost to UAB and only won on the very last second, on the very last second play. True. And they barely beat Western Kentucky by one touchdown. Hmm. Granted, Western Kentucky's good. Yeah. But still, they've definitely slid, had a slide the past few weeks. Now, San Diego State, though, to be fair, just got blown up by Utah State. We were just talking about losing to Oregon State. So I think the coaching difference is going to matter. They have Brady Hoke, which I know, yes, it's Brady Hoke, and we make fun of him for what he did at Michigan. But he's still more experienced. He knows how to prepare in these situations. I feel like that matters. I mean, that said, all things said, though, this should be a pretty fun matchup. I'd say this is, as far as, like, you know, we were talking about how if G5 teams aren't in the, you know, Fiesta Bowl, what's the point? This is probably the best G5 versus G5 matchup of this bowl season, I would argue. Um, I so, just kind of feel bad that they can get 12-1, and one, win their conference championship game, and are relegated to the Tropical Smoothie Bowl. And aren't even ranked. Not even ranked. Not even ranked. It's, yeah, it's sad. I mean, they're a good team. Like they're a good team. Like you have to be fundamentally a well-coached team to be twelve and one at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I think. I mean, they have a season to be proud of. I mean, if nothing else, they can hang the conference championship victory over in the in the rafters. That's true. Of, of uh, that said, I'm I'm rooting for Meet Meep, dude. I got I got UTSA winning this one. 
You've got I some. have San Diego State. All right. Should be a fun one to watch. Uh, moving on to Wednesday, December 22nd, 7 o'clock, 7 p.m., we have the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl <laughs> featuring Missouri and Army. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Lockheed Martin, they're like a military, like, they make, like, missiles and stuff, right? They make, I think. Like, drones or something? Like, they make, they work on planes, I think. I don't even know, man. I'm fairly certain oh. they make weapons of war, essentially. They make weapons of war. That's pretty much it. And I mean, it is the armed forces bowl. So. I, mean, I get that. I get that. It's certainly nothing you can buy in a store. But at least it's like, it feels like it's an army-themed bowl, right? Army's playing in it, obviously. It's called the armed forces bowl. So at least it feels a little bit fitting, I would say. Yeah, I get I get what you're saying. It, it's a it's a nice little theme. It's, it's Everybody's going to support the army. It takes place in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, it's going to be an interesting game because it's versus 8-4 uh, and four Army versus 6-6 six and six Missouri, and Army did just inexplicably lose to a three-win uh, Navy team. I know. I know. That was hard to watch because I was rooting for Army. I was rooting for Army in those games. Um, real quick, just wanted to say LockheedMartin.com, not good. They definitely <laughs> are spending their money on the missiles and not on the website. I'll give I it thought a five the website looked okay. I'll give it a 5 out of 10. It's got some bad logos. Uh, that said, though, yes, Army, inexplicable. I mean, what the heck? I, I thought they were locked to just run all over Navy. Somehow lost it. It was a very frustrating game to watch because they had, like, two or three chances there at the end to win it. Uh, that said, though, I, I'll be honest. I haven't seen much of Missouri this year, um, and I've seen quite a bit of Army, all things considered. What's your overall temperature on the Missouri Tigers going into this game? Missouri, they've had an okay year for 6-6. Six and six. Um, It is Eli Drinkwitz's first year. I know he's been beefing with Dan Mullen in Florida for a little bit and won that game, which is kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, they're they're pretty mediocre is the best way to describe them. They're mediocre in offense, mediocre defense. They're just kind of there. Just kind of there. Yeah, a lot of their wins looks like we're, we're pretty close margins of victory. Like, they beat South Carolina by three, Florida by one. Uh, they only beat Central Michigan by ten. Um, that said, more than anything, I feel like whenever Army plays a game, what, what really matters is Army. And, and how teams can respond to their triple option system. Do you think Missouri has a chance at just, like, being able to contain Army's crazy triple option game plan? I mean, I think they do. And I think a lot of it, again, is like what you said. It's going to depend on how Army shows up. Mm-hmm. Should be a good one. I'll I really, be it's really hard to predict this game. Because, I mean, especially if you remember in bowl games, bowl games with a triple option can be a little weird. <laughs> yeah. And you can throw a lot of things out the window. Simply because the reason the triple option is successful is because it's very hard to prepare for on a week to week basis. True, true, good point. But so the, now with the bowl time. game, yeah, it might be a little easier to actually have have a whole week to prepare for it. Should be interesting. I think it's I think it's a pretty close matchup, and the, uh, Vegas agrees they have Army favored by three and a half points. I think I agree with them. I would think Army probably if if they win this one, it'll be close. But I've got Army. I have. SEC bias. Uh, I have Army too. SEC bias. Missouri is not even SEC. Who cares? They are. They're SEC. They're 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 SEC. We accept them. You accept them now? Are they officially? They're welcome. That's fair. We welcome them. All right. Moving on to the last day of coverage that we want to talk about this week, Uh, Thursday, December twenty third, next Thursday. Starting off at two thirty p.m., we have the Frisco Football Classic. At Toyota Fun State fact, this Frisco. takes place in the same exact stadium yeah. as the Tropical Smoothie Bowl just two days later. So what? what is this? The Frisco Football Classic? Is that even a, 
Is there a sponsor? It doesn't have the name of. It doesn't have bowl after it. Oh, you know what it is? It's like the city sponsoring it. Frisco, Texas is sponsoring it, right? That, ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Doesn't Alabama have a have like a or had a bowl like that? We have the, the Birmingham. The bowl. Birmingham bowl, of course, duh, of course, of course. Yep. So it seems to be that case. Frisco. I've never heard of Frisco prior to, frankly, this last hour. Okay, so I've been to Frisco before. Frisco is right, right where like the Cowboys play, I think, and it's a it's a suburb of Dallas, and it's one of those like it popped up almost overnight kind of things. Okay, and they're very much trying to get people to move there. Makes sense. Makes sense. I'm looking this up here on Google Maps, and yeah, it's oh my god, dude, Dallas is nuts. It's just endless sprawl. And this is just kind of part of that sprawl, it looks like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but that said, North Texas, 6-6. Six and six. Miami of Ohio, also 6-6. Six and six. A classic good old 6-6 six and six bowl on our Thursday. On our Thursday this is another afternoon. one of those situations where we have a team that started out 1-6 and six yeah. and won five in a row about that? in order to end up 6-6 six and six and go to a bowl. And, hey, North Texas, we just mentioned them. They beat UTSA comfortably. Yeah, um, to go to the bowl game. Whereas Miami, it looks like they've been a bit spotty. You know, win a couple games, lose a couple, win a couple, lose a couple. I just feel like North Texas probably has way more momentum heading into this one. And uh, even though Vegas has Miami favored by three, I think North Texas wins this one. I think North Texas wins. First of all, it is right in their backyard. Yeah, um, They have the momentum. They've clearly improved throughout the season. I think that matters. And uh, those early losses they had were to like power five teams or like the top of the top of the group of five. Yeah, for sure. And Miami is not either of those. Love it. All right, moving on. The Last final game. final yeah. bowl game we're going to do this one for this week. This one's pretty intriguing, actually, um, on multiple levels. So Thursday night at 6 p.m., we've got the Union Home Mortgage at Casparilla Bowl featuring UCF and Florida. Quite the matchup, wouldn't you say? It is. I'm looking at the websites, and I have to say, Union the Home actual Mortgage. bowl games website looks better than Union Home Mortgage's website. I would, I would respectfully disagree. Ooh. Um, I, I like, I like how they. Um, I so I like the. I, I don't like the color theme necessarily. What Union Home has going for them, it's a purple and green combo, which is a little bit grating. But the site makes really good use of horizontal space. Um, it, it, it scales quite well too if you if you like have a smaller resolution you know it, it can go from mobile to desktop view pretty seamlessly which is something i really like it's a little bit more modern in that regard um whereas the gasparilla uh it's just uh it's, it's a bowl it's a bowl website it's got a giant header on it a lot of text it's, it's kind of plain not not too memorable in that regard so i'd, I'd give the the bowl website maybe a 6010 and unionhome.com like a 7010 in this regard what I like about this is that, first of all, we obviously did not plan at all to have Jimbo rate the website because he weren't <laughs> as a web developer. But this is actually, hearing your, your criticisms is actually really helpful for me <laughs> because for those that don't know, you know, I'm taking the, the boot camp to learn to code so I can yeah. advance my career. Yeah. And so hearing his little inputs here is actually very helpful for me. Randy, I'm happy to help talk web development anytime. Um, but until then, let's talk football here. Last game. UCF is 8-4. and four. Florida's 6-6 six and six and doesn't have a coach. Um, what the hell do you think happens in this one? I am extremely excited to watch this game. I am actually, this is probably one of the bowl games I'm looking forward to the most. I feel like if we took away the names of the teams and the <laughs> locations of the teams. Yeah. By the way, it takes place in Tampa. 
Perfect. Perfect. And <laughs> I feel like if we took away the names of the teams and the locations of where the teams were, I would pick Florida every time. Really? But but I feel like UCF being who they are and what they want to do as a program with Gus Malzahn as the first year head coach. True. I feel like they have so much to prove that they're gonna treat this like it's their Super Bowl. That is that is true. Whereas with Florida, they don't care how like yeah. bad this win may look, I guess. Yeah. Versus a six and six SEC team without a coach, where the wheels are falling I off. Just, I just feel like Florida. They, they just lost to Florida. They, they just um, they did lose Florida State. That's not Missouri. No, they beat Florida State. They beat Florida State. Yeah, but they've been they've been they've lost their last what like like five of seven games or something like that. They don't have any momentum really, other than that Florida State win, which is close, and they don't have a head coach. I know what you mean. I feel like heading into this, like Florida must be feeling one uninterested and two just very like they just want to get the season over with. I feel like they just want to move past this. They've had a lot of opt outs. They've had players already enter the portal and transfer. They have a lot of players that aren't going to play. Right. But at the end of the day, they do have so much more talent than Central Florida still. <sighs> do they? And I think I mean, UCF I mean, has a lot of talent for a G five team, right? For a G5, yes, but the talent gap is still there. You, people don't realize that Florida actually has a very high talent closet. Really? Um, it's, I believe it's top 15 in the country. It's way up there. They are Actually, they have the seventh highest talent composite in the country. I don't know, I, people underestimate just how much talent they have, which uh, is you, absurd. You have that, about. but you're also six and six, and you don't have a coach. Exactly. I don't know, but man, I mean, like... I mean, it goes to show that any given week they will randomly be able to put together a complete I, game. Listen, I'm not at all try. I, what happened against Alabama in that game, that close, close win <laughs> for you guys? Honestly, I, I'm not even thinking about that because that was week three. A lot has changed since then, right? I mean, uh, the players have checked out. The players don't really want to be there. Be, but at the end of the day, like. What what would you rather have a, a a super elite talented player that's just kind of mentally checked out, or a guy who's just doesn't have the measurables pouring his heart out? I mean, who do you think's gonna win in that I, situation? I take UCF. I take UCF. I'm sorry. I know you got the SEC bias, but I like UCF in this one. I like Gus in this one too. I do like Gus in this position. I think I think Gus was actually fine in later season, and I think his bowl record was actually pretty good at Auburn. I don't have the exact stats in front of me, yeah. but I do remember them being pretty decent in bowl games with him. And I think he'll he'll know how to um how to get them ready. And how to prepare is for Billy Florida. He's played Florida going before, to, you know. <laughs> is he gonna coach the bowl game? Who? Dan Mullen? No, Billy Napier. Oh, I was gonna say, um, I have no clue. Maybe the team doesn't have a clue. It, I just can't I can't fathom regardless <laughs> them being prepared. And I think that's gonna be the biggest thing. If 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 nothing else, preparedness is gonna decide this game. I've got UCF winning. I'm gonna, I'm going to pick Florida because I do think there is there's a little bit of pride associated with this for the Florida players because you still have to understand that these Florida players grew up mostly in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. They have something to prove. They don't want some up and coming team coming coming to their backyard. <laughs> I mean, true. it's their backyard too, that's but true. they don't want somebody coming to trying to bow up a little bit. I think they do have something to prove, and that's more about personal pride rather than program pride. Sure, that's fair. Yeah, I think regardless, like on both sides, there's a lot of pride online, right? This being like an in-state, I won't say rivalry, but in-state matchup. Um, so. There is, and I do, but I still think the game is going to mean be more meaningful to UCF than Florida. Yeah, overall. Overall, yeah. But this should this should be a really fun one. I am like, I'd say of all the games we previewed today, this is probably the one I'm looking forward to the most. Again, just if nothing else, just because of the the fandoms, like it's gonna be funny to see like the Reddit thread of. Florida fans and UCF fans talking crap, you know, it just it, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a blast. Oh, it will be great. I look forward to it. 
All right. Well, I think that concludes part one of our previews, Randy. That was quite a few games. I think it was like 15 games or something like that that we previewed today. Yeah, that was a lot more than I anticipated. Um, it looks like the next game, we're going to start off next week with the uh, Hawaii Bowl. So that'll be interesting. Should be fun. Stay tuned. Um, yeah, we'll be, we'll be giving more previews the following week and obviously leading up for our playoff predictions. I have a lot to say about that, as you can imagine. I'm sure you do, too. Uh, but until then, folks, thanks for listening. Randy, thank you as always. Love talking to you. Uh, this has been the Jim Podcast. Enjoy bowl season, folks. All the time. On Wisconsin. <laughs>